Hey there, this is Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh. This is the Weekly Roundup. Oh my God, I've been so emotional the last couple of days. Why? I don't know. Either my period's coming. I also have this weird problem where I'm seeing my friendships evolve and kind of, uh, what's the word? Um, shift. Yeah. Because our life paths are different. Right. And this happens all the time, but I'm just kind of seeing it happen. And I don't necessarily feel super connected to some of them. Yeah. And then, you know, naturally more connected to you. Right. Cause we talk all the time. We talk all the time, naturally more connected yeah. to some of the other people, you know, so it kind of shifts around. Uh, so that's been a little interesting, but I'm okay with it and I'm open to it because yeah. I know that if you fight it, it's so much worse. I know, but it is really hard, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, when one person becomes a mom and the other person is still in their single life. Yeah. That's one big one that happens all the time. And it's probably happened between me and my friends who've had kids first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, yeah, I, listen, I had my first two younger, so none of my friends or family had kids yet. And so in a lot of ways, I felt like I was kind of doing it on my own. And uh-huh. I felt like sometimes they would give me like, parenting advice and I felt like you have no idea what you're talking about yeah (laughs) yeah and and you feel a little left out in some aspects um but yeah well and then the other feels left out too sometimes totally agree Mm -hmm. um and this is more than one person it's you know it's like I I'm a person who has a lot of people in my life and I don't necessarily right. see them all the time and don't necessarily talk to them all the time, but I have a lot of people in my life. So it kind of shifts and I kind of like gravitate towards some people in some years and then shift again. It happens all the time. It's just interesting when it, when it's actually happening. So I feel like I, I'm this way though. So I have had this happen, you know, in the last especially five years, I guess, where friendship shifted and changed. And I go through this period where even though I know it's supposed to happen and I know the reasons why, where I feel like I need to like circle back around and reach out. And because it's odd that that person's not in my life anymore. Do you do that or no? Mm, Sometimes. Sometimes it depends. Yeah. But sometimes it's so obvious. You know, that, I don't know. I don't have an answer to this yet. And that's why I think I'm just like a ball of emo, emotional. But I think my period's also coming, which, damn it, that thing comes around so often. I know. And listen, (laughs) isn't it crazy um, how you know that that's why you're emotional and feeling doing things, but you... But you kind of don't know because they feel so real. Like the feelings feel so real. Yes. And then like a day later, you're like, oh, this is why I'm crazy. So yeah, after that two year break from the period, I'm just like, this is so often. Even though I had it most of my life, you know, after I was like 12 years old. And uh, whenever a man, not Asa, but there's other men in my life who are friends who like to mansplain me. 
Yeah. I like to think like, you know what? You should just experience this period situation for like a year. Right. And then, and then shut the hell up. (laughs) But yeah. Talking about relationships too, do you think that one of the reasons some of your relationships have shifted is because you're in a um, solid relationship now? Because you did have a lot of years of like single life in general. Yeah. And most of my friends are in relationships. Okay. I think one thing that has happened is I'm an extrovert. Aces become an introvert over the years. I don't think he was when he was a kid because he grew up with seven siblings. But over time has become that way. And so when you're in a relationship, you kind of meld a little bit. So I think maybe he's become a little bit more social and then I've become a little bit more internal just to respect his needs, right? Right. When it comes to like talking about our relationship or, you know, just Ace is not the type who's going to spend any time going on a double date he doesn't want to be on. Yeah, totally. He's he's not that person. I'll just go by myself if that is the case. Right. So COVID plus toddler plus introverted dude. I, and this is just an assumption I'm making. Do you ever have that feeling where you think to yourself, man, my girlfriends probably think I changed? Um, so first of all, oddly, I don't feel like I have a ton of girlfriends, which I don't know what that means for sure. I think it's because I'm constant. I'm too busy and I need to learn to like settle back more, I guess. But yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, um, you know, that's why I asked about Asa, like having a relationship as that shifted. Like I went through a lot of years where I was single, right. And mm-hmm. not really like a girl that like wanted to go out. I'm not that way. So, but would go to the movies and go to dinner and, yeah. um, you know, all of those Make plans. Of yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I and I'm that way. Like I'm a planner. So I was like, you know, wanted to do things a lot. And then, you know, you asked, you know, if Jeff's in town, like hockey started. So he has a game tonight. Um, my life shifted in the sense that when he's away, if I didn't have the kids, I would want to go to to Michigan to see him or go to a game. Um, and so my time shifted and So I think you obviously shift when you're in a relationship. Like there's no way around it. You shift for in lots of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, they're all in positive ways, but I feel like I'm sure a lot of people looked and they were even listen for the dance studio. Like I love teaching dance. I love it. Um, But before Jeff, like I would want to go in on the extra Saturday practice or want to go in on the ex- or want to go to the random convention that doesn't even have anything to do with ballet. But now I feel like my life has settled more like relationship, family, new home mm-hmm. where uh, my extra time I want to be with him. Yeah. Especially because he's yeah. got a, such an insane schedule and he doesn't actually live at home a lot yeah. of the year. And I might be completely making that up. You know, I might be completely making up that my friends are having any of those thoughts. I think it might just come from the fact that I'm feeling disconnected from people because of toddler and relationship and pandemic. I think those are three 
big things. And I'm actually kind of okay with it too, which is confusing to me. So that shift is happening because I'm such an extrovert, but like, you know what will shut down an extrovert is a pandemic. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, and having a toddler that's not vaccinated, you know, I, I just prefer not to put myself in positions where look, there's a good chance that she won't get COVID if I loosen up a little bit, but I don't even care. Right, right. You know, so I think that shift in me is kind of causing some confusion for myself. But, you know, when my sister got married, she slowly, you know, kind of didn't have any time for her friends. Right. And as a single person, I was like, man, I'm just watching it happen. I was like, man, not necessarily having a bad or good thought about it, but I was just watching. I was like, okay, that's, that's what's happening. I wonder if that's an okay thing. Right. And then now that I'm kind of in the same situation, even though she's married and I'm not technically married, I kind of get it because her job is really big. She's, it's a stressful, you know, job, job, corporate. Right, right, right. And between her child and her husband, she just doesn't have any time for anything. Like being on the phone with her girlfriends, like that doesn't happen because she's on the phone in Zoom all week, like you. Right, right. Yeah. No, I totally get that. You know, another friendship um, shift that I saw happen is um, a good friend. It was, I mean, listen, I was single, right? And her marriage, her relationship marriage wasn't like in this ideal space. And so we would go and do things and go to the movies and do whatever. But now her marriage is in a super good space, which is so exciting. And I'm so happy. But now she wants to spend more time with him. So she too wants to spend more time with him. So then it's kind of like, well, maybe the four of us could do something, but our relationship was based on the two of us doing something. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And not like double dating. And so it's like, well, when you and I hang out, it's that we hang out. I don't want to go on a double date. You know what I mean? That sounds silly, but... No, it's the dynamic that you had. Yeah. And on top of it, so I... I'm getting a lot of emotional needs met by podcasting, I think. Okay, I love that. I I think because I'm, we're talking things out. I have another podcast where I'm talking to women about Ariel and our struggles coming back to it and our bodies changing. Right. And so oddly, I'm having all of these connections with women. Some of them I don't even have never met. Right. And it feels like I'm getting a lot of those needs met. And so maybe I'm not going to my friends to get those needs met because I have new friends or just a different way. Well, don't you think, I mean, friendship, girlfriends, you talk through things, right? Like, yes, that's kind of the purpose, get, right? Yeah, you get a really, like something happens with your boyfriend or husband or your kid does something in the morning and you're like, oh my gosh. And like, you need to talk it through um, and get their opinion and just vent. And I think that there are aspects of the podcast for sure that we're talking through, through things through venting and we're getting advice and some all these people from amazing people. Listen, we have the upcoming um, or at this point when this airs, I don't know if it will air, but we have an upcoming guest that, that Carrie and I both loved. 
Um, but I listened to the raw edit of it twice already. No, <laughs> she's so inspiring. Oh my yes, God. It's kind of that. Um, why do you care about that group? Of, like, do those people care about you really? Like, do they know what's going on in your life? And sometimes that's probably my biggest thing that I need to remember and hear. And so like, I was kind of like in a funk stuck thinking about something and it was one of those things. And I know all of our listeners have it, I'm sure where you get something stuck in your head and it just like, is this wheel and it keeps the wheel turning and you're focusing on it and it's waste of, it's a waste of energy it's something you probably can't change. Um, and so I listened to the podcast again, but I think that that's something sometimes if you got stuck and you were in the hamster wheel of thinking about something, you might call a best friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like listen to our recording twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because some of these guests are just their take on life. Yeah. It's so inspirational, even to us. I mean, I don't know how many people were touching out into the world, but just even me listening to Woody, who is yes. coming up, it is, I'm like, yeah, if I need a little bump, I can listen to these guests. And it kind of opens my worldview, gets me out of my small space that I happen to be in that moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think I, I think change is happening in my life and I just don't know how to feel about it. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Well, we're getting older too, right? So you kind of like uh, figure out in different ways what's important. Yeah. Life shifts. And generally, if I think about it, I've been okay with this my whole life. I don't hem and haw usually over because I know that this is life and it will come back and you know, it's, it's meant to do that. If you hold on too tight to things and not allow things to evolve, that's generally, it never really works out. Right. You know? So I'm generally okay with it. It's just going through a moment. And also I will come back on this later if the next time I talk to you and you'll be like, so I'll be like, yeah, my period came at like noon. <laughs> I'll be like, oh Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know why that has to happen to us girls. Um, every month. I know. Every month. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm sure this happens to you. But if Jeff says to me, like, if I'm upset or mad or whatever, and he says, "Are you? is it your time? Of, it makes me even so much more mad. Like, is it your time of the month? And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, that's what you're going to say about, you know what I mean? And it's like... No, that's really what it is. <laughs> like, but in no, the but moment, it feels like that it feels like your partner's not validating your feelings in the moment. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yes, but yeah. it's totally real. It's totally, it's totally real. I mean, if so, men never say things the way I want them to say it, right? So if the yeah. guy was like, if, if the dude was like, you know, you might be feeling a little bit more. <laughs> than you would, but you know, they never say it right. By the way, Kelly, I'm not yeah. even upset about this anymore because I just wanted to figure out my schedule, but I was released from the commercial okay. and I was released at nine, sorry, eight days, eight days of, eight days of holding a full week 
That means basically for two weeks, I know I, I couldn't schedule that. clients. I couldn't schedule anything. I know that's crazy that that's the way that that works. Well, because actors, not all actors, but most actors are on call all the time and they're sitting around waiting anyway. So it's kind of the huge. But now that I'm a mom and now that, well, actually I have to say, if you're a working actor and you're turning other stuff down during that time to be available for something that you're just going to get released from and not paid anything for your time. I know. That's also really problematic because at least I wasn't turning down crazy work. I was just not scheduling massage clients. I wasn't scheduling privates. I wasn't scheduling recordings because I didn't want to go back on everything. Right. But this is the type of thing I would have flown my parents in, in in other cases. Like I don't want them to get on a plane because of COVID. But if it wasn't for that, I would have scheduled my parents. I would have bought them tickets to fly out to be with the bean for a week. And that would have been fine if they just came and I didn't work either. But what what is kind of stupid, you know? So I was like, great. Thank you for letting me know. That's what I told my agent because I was like, it's obvious that after like, cause on Monday, my agent was like, you're still on hold. And by Wednesday, I was like, they're not going to use me. They're just, right. what I've heard is that like one of my students does a lot of, um, you know, extra work and she's a dancer. And I told her about this. She's like, you know, what's changed since COVID, a lot of things have changed. But one thing that's changed is if they're supposed to have a dancer or an actor on set and they've booked somebody, they'll actually pay like two other people to stay home in case that person has COVID. That is When the time comes. Yes. Isn't it? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So basically in the past, maybe if they were hiring 10 people, they would put like 14, 15 people on a veil. But I'm imagining they're going to do a lot more than that because of COVID. Because if people show up to set and that's who they wanted, those are their number one picks, but two people ended up with COVID, they're going to get sent home and they are lost their job completely. And then they're going to bring in the two people right underneath them on the list. And those people are still on a veil waiting, which is why they wait till the last minute to release us. Whereas before they would have released us a long time ago because they cast their people. They, they, they have them in for fittings. Okay. Release everyone else. Right. Yeah. So that's a pain in the ass. Totally terrible. That's totally terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine, but it makes like, I understand. I mean, the world is just so different in general. Yeah. Things have to shift and, and production companies are always going to cover their ass is the best. That's the thing they're best at. I mean, they're on a budget and they have to make sure everything's running like clockwork for the audience. Because I know I talked about it a lot. It was for freaking old Navy Christmas dance commercial, which we all know that when those are on TV, it's on everywhere and it's on like every minute. I know. I know. For a short amount of time, it's not like you'd get paid for more than a month of it running probably, or maybe, you know, November to December, but you know, it's, it's, it's a chunk of cash plus the, you know, work days. So Anyways, so moving on, you know, it's one of those, it's so wonderful to be nominated type of things. 
Because <laughs> you're always wanting to be be successful and this is close to being successful. Yeah. But yeah. What what a what a irritating bummer of a situation, but at the same time, it was wonderful to be nominated, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how excited. I mean, yeah. even that, to just know that it was in the work, you know what I mean? Like that it was maybe happening. Yeah, you know what's really cool, uh, even though it's kind of like a bummer, to be at my age, to be in the industry for so long and to still be up for major stuff. That's cool. I know. That's pretty cool. You know, it was for a mom role, but you know, one of my friends, Mieko, who we'll have on at some point, she's an actress on the, I believe it's a Nickelodeon show called Young Dylan. It's a kid's show. She's okay. the mom. And okay. once she shifted from ingenue, you know, like the hot girl yeah, to the mom roles, she said she's kind of bummed about it because she's like, oh, I'm not going out for the hot girl anymore. I'm going out for the mom, which seems in your heart like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then one of her older actor friends says, this is when you're going to start booking a lot. That mom category is bananas. Like there's a lot of roles. There's a lot more roles for moms, maybe, than there are for the young hot because the young hot, there's... You know, there's just one of those on every show. So, right. um, right. yeah. So but do you feel overall, I mean, you, this is like in general, the whole po- podcast, like you've shifted into mom life and your personal life and your work life. In my friendships. My God, that transition. You're like officially a mom. And, and listen, I was just saying. I mean, I've been a mom for almost 22 years. Mm-hmm. So you did a long time ago. Yeah. I feel like I've been momming for a long freaking time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and like, and there's good and bad of that. I mean, I feel like for Emerson and Mason, I think that I learned a lot from the first round. So I, I think in a lot of ways I'm so much better of a mom and I feel like I'm more balanced personally. So I'm just a better mom. And I feel like I saw things that I wish I had done differently. And so I know how to shift work or life or whatever to, to be just a a different mom with Emerson and Mason. But I also being totally real, the real, real is there are certain things that I'm like, um, for example, you know, there was a field trip. I don't remember what day it was. And luckily it was, even more so it was pouring down rain. It was an outdoor field trip and they still had the field trip. Okay. And I didn't sign up to be, uh, you know, a parent to go on the field trip. One, it was a super busy, crazy work day. So I, I really couldn't have anyway, but I felt like I've done field trips for like 22 years. And like, I've done that field trip like seven times, I feel like, and I was like, I'm going to pass. <laughs> fair to the youngest, right? Mr. Mason, because I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that field trip this year. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I bow out. Um, and so that's probably not amazing that, that, but that's true. And I have to say it was pouring down rain. It was probably a muddy sloppy mess. And so I'm not, I'm not overly sad that I missed it. Well, Kelly, I have to say you, you pretty much give all your kids the same amount of parenting. Like I remember my parents, they got to my brother. Yeah. 
And suddenly he can just do whatever he wants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and I then know. then we got a dog. And it's so funny because their parenting style just slid down. They yeah. didn't train the dog at all. <laughs> like, yeah, the dog is just being in the house because they got, they got tired. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm tired in some ways. And then in other ways, I feel like because I'm older, because I was a young mom with, with Cameron and Kenzie. So in some ways I'm super relaxed and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I wouldn't even think about saying yes or no to that. Like that's a yes all day long. But in other ways I'm more structured because I'm more structured as a person because I'm older and adult. Yeah. So like, it is kind of crazy and weird. Like I didn't have like chores or anything with Cameron and Kenzie. Um, but with Emerson and Mason, like they have things that in this and they're not hard things like Emerson waters the plants and, um, Mason's in charge of checking the flower beds for weeds and taking the trash out once a week. And basically I'm kind of even helping them do those things. Right. But like, I didn't do any of those sorts of things with Emerson and Mason. I also have to say, you mean, um, you mean the first two round one? Yes, yes. Yes. Round one. He's not really parenting Emerson and Mason because I think we both know our roles and we have boundaries and, um, I want to be an extra special person that can help and show up in his kids' lives if they need me. But they have an amazing mom and they have an amazing dad. And that is not supposed to be my role for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Emerson and Mason, I feel like Jeff is a really good parent. He's super structured. He's all over it. Like he knows their grades by the day. He, wow. He schedules every dentist appointment, doctor appointment. Like he's insane. Like I, I feel like he, you know, because of hockey and traveling, um, he has to parent from far away, which I know he hates. I sometimes think he probably has a stronger relationship with his kids than parents that live in the house with their kids because Mm. he calls them before school. He calls them when they leave school. He knows what their grades are. He talks to them every night before they go to bed. He knows what they've had for dinner. Like he's so on it. And, but watching him do that, even from afar has made me want to do things differently for myself. And I can be very like easygoing and roll with it. And I see, um, some of the things that he does and what he puts in place and how it how positive it, positive it is for his kids. So I think in some ways I'm, I'm not saying that I'm parenting with him, but I have a partner who parents. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah, I'm scared. So you had kids. No, you had kids young in your, yeah. in your 20s. So my cousin said to me once who he had his first kid when he was 30. He's like, oh man, I wish I did this a couple years earlier because I would have had more energy. Did yeah. you have that experience? I feel like I remember being tired then too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think you and I are different birds because we have a lot of energy right now. I have always heard that too. Like you have so much energy when you're young and you can do whatever. And, um, but I just think it's totally two sets of situations because when you're young, I don't want to say you're stupid. That's not the right word. When you're young, you're naive. You haven't figured it out yet. You haven't yeah, figured you're naive to lots of situations. So in lots of ways, you're just like going with it and doing all the things. And so it may seem that you have like all this energy and the ability 
to, to do a bunch and take on the world. But I feel like when you're older, you might not have that young sparky energy, but you just see things so differently. So, you know, you know how to do it better and in a different way. I don't know. I, I can't, but listen, that's always been this, this, the thing that people say, Oh, I wish that I could do it when, you know, when I was younger, because, you know, I wish I had done it when I was younger because I had so much more energy. Um, and listen, I'm not saying there's not days, you know, I, I am, a in general in life, I like push, 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 push. And I like, I'm do crazy. And like, you'll probably see this carry one working with me and two, even how good I am on it with scheduling and, um, social media or whatever, where I have all this ability to do like 10 million things. And then I have a week of like crash time. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying a month, it's probably every couple months where I don't have the ability to keep up or do I'm trying, but it's like, I'm far behind. And like last night was a perfect example. Um, I had planned to come home. I had been running hardcore for a while and like getting up at 5.30 in the morning and staying up until super late because I have had a lot going on and dance and month end for work and just like pushing myself. And then last night, all I wanted to do was put my pajamas on about three o'clock and 3 p.m. Yeah, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. (laughs) And and it got shifted because um, the the kid's dad, their, their dog was having puppies. And then I was like, do you want me to drive out? Because the dog was having, Luna was having puppies right then. And so I drove the kids out to watch these puppies be born, which shifted me putting my pajamas on. But I'm telling you, I think I went to bed at like 7.30 last night. Like after the puppy. That's amazing. uh, Yeah. I went to bed because I just needed that. Like I couldn't, I'm just wear myself out. Now, Aaron King, who we've had on before, he always told me that when you have all this energy, you need to learn how to reserve some of it and like pull back some so that you can put some of that energy in your reserve bank so that you don't ever have these big crashes. But I tried that for a little while and I don't think that that exists. Um, I think that I'm meant to fly when I have it and fly and take on the world and then my body's way of saying like, okay, you need a timeout is to crash for a week. I've never been able to pull that Aaron and King stuff off either. That thought. No, I know. I no. can't do it. Well, because I'm either inspired to do things or I'm not. I know. I know. I remember you saying there was a time like, listen, I'm just having a week um, where in, in, and listen, even with our recordings, we have like this bank of recordings right now. Cause you and I are both like, boom, boom, yeah, recording. Yeah, I yeah. got someone, I got someone yeah. and there will, and we're even kind of talking about our crash because we're like, listen, we've got like seven recordings. So when holiday comes or whatever, like we're plotting, we can crash. Yes. Plotting and planning the crash. Um, so but yeah, I, I don't think I meant to reserve, but yeah, I think it's when you're inspired to do it. And I don't like to be forced to do things. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, me too. Which is maybe why you're kind of on, I mean, not kind of, you are, you are your own, you independently work. And my job, even though it's a corporate position, my time 
Like I did a bunch of work things this morning because I was inspired to do them Mm -hmm. because I was in the mood because a lot of my job too is recognizing people or celebrating people or being, you know, inspirational in some ways. And that has to be when you feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be forced. Correct. Yeah, I agree. I, if I'm not inspired and you know what, I'll go through different, you know, like I wrote a book, right? Yeah. So for three months, I was not three months, three years. I was writing, I was writing a lot. And now that the book is done, I can't do it right now. I haven't written anything in like, I don't know, six months, but I'm podcasting like a fiend, like, especially because I have two totally podcasting like a fiend and an aerial. I've been having a slump. I have not gotten up on the tissue with my students like for a week and a half. I just teach from the ground, which is fine. But that means I'm not creating content. So last night I got on there and I just did something really simple in the hammock, which is kind of like the easier version because I was feeling very emotional. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put an emotional song on. I'm just going to dance it out. And it made, it did. It made me feel better. Yeah. And uh, it's the first time I posted all week, which is not normal for me. Okay. So this goes totally with the two things I was going to say. One, um, I mean, definitely dance is super therapeutic for me. Like, um, and I don't, it's not my everyday job. Right. But I totally have a shift, um, when dance starts in September, especially if have, if I've had a moment away from it Mm -hmm. where the music and the feel and the vibe, like it gives me even though it's taking time and it makes my schedule crazier, it gives me energy back because it fills my cup. Yeah. So dance is definitely that. And I know we have dancers that listen for sure. And by the way, that's so perfect. Last night filled my cup. That's exactly what had happened. And that's why I came home feeling a little bit better. So music is such a, um, cause you said you put an emotional song on, that's how you were feeling in the moment. That's what helps you really get up on the silks and do it. But I feel like as a dancer, choreographer, and you choreo, you know, you do choreography in the aerial space, music is make or break it. So as a dance teacher and within a studio, like basically we pick our music out at the beginning of the year. And that's like the blank slate, right? That's a blank piece of paper for what you're teaching that class for the next four months or five months. And pandemic year, not this year, but last year, we had this weird shift because pandemic happened and we didn't have full-blown classes. And then all of a sudden we started teaching classes and we were kind of unsure because we hadn't really had a recital, what we were doing moving into the fall season. And so when we decided to move forward, I didn't have any music. I normally take like a couple months to pick out my music because I start just playing stuff all the time. And I create a playlist of songs I think I like, and then I cut some out when I get sick of them. And what do I want to keep for my blank slate for four months? And last year's dance season there were a couple songs that I was kind of rushed and forced into, which is going back to being forced into something and what inspires us. I was forced into those songs and then I hated them for the four months. I hated the choreography. Not, I wouldn't say I hated the choreography, but it just is so much harder to prep and plan and choreograph to something that you don't love. I know. 
Do you I have know. to love the music that you choose? Well, I try to do that. I have to say there was one number that I did and I actually repeated it many years in a row for my different levels of students coming up because I everyone loved it. And it was to um, Moulin Rouge, uh, Roxanne. I'm is, a big Moulin Rouge fan and I want to see the, the actual show. Uh, the yes, show. yes. So the, the song Roxanne is just so dramatic. It is so big. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. And what I hated is that I started to hate it because it was so overplayed in my life. So I took a break from it. But if I, I think that um, one ice skating team that is no longer working professionally, they use that song for one of their Olympic acts or one of their like world titles. It was incredible. So yes, I have to love it. Sorry. I'm going to go find that YouTube video and watch it. I like to call myself a song killer. Because you kill the song for yourself? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I will find a song and I will play it in five classes in a row in one night. Like when we, you know, do a certain stretch of song or whatever. Killer. I'm a song killer. Um, but then it's one of those things that comes back around in a couple months and you hear it and you're like, oh, I did love this song that I've killed, killed. for a couple of months. <laughs> that you okay, murdered so, for yourself. Yeah. I murdered for myself. Okay. So I have one more question about you. You mentioned, so when I want to talk about music, cause I think that's a big, you know, probably inspiration for us in general, for our, our, for dance for me, for Ariel, for you. But what about, you said that you've been on the ground a lot teaching do you find yet, and I don't even want to say this out loud, but I'm just being honest for myself. Um, it's starting to be hard to do for me to do things. And partially because I'm out of shape in the dance space where I like run a lot and um, I, I bike, whatever, but, but things are harder. But I also feel like for like Grand Prix, I, my knees are, I just bought a knee brace, la- a knee brace last week Aww. because I like to dance, but Grand Prix, like I can tell that my knee, it's not, it's not hurting. I feel like maybe it's going to not work as long as I want it to. Well, right. It's are, just not feeling stable. Yeah. Are you starting to have any shifts in your body? Or By no? the way, Kelly, I think, I think you could probably PT yourself through that pretty good. You do. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a PT thing. It's, it's not necessarily age. It's probably, you know, just something you need to support or whatever. But if I tried to go to a ballet class right now, yeah, I do some bar at home, just like tondus and plies, just to make sure that I can still do it. But yeah. if I went to a ballet class right now, then I would have a harder time doing that than if I would try to do aerial today. Because I'm doing right. it all the time. Strength yeah. wise, like my upper body strength, my abs. My problem is more that I had the baby, not that I'm getting older. I feel okay. like Ariel is probably the one thing in my life. And that's par- partially the reason why I love doing it because it just keeps me in shape in a yeah. way that other things don't. Because pulling your full body weight is like, there's nothing else like it. Uh, yeah, I came to one of your classes and I, I don't think I really even got off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, because if you're at the gym, right? Yeah. You do 20 pound weight, you do 40 pound weight. That is still a quarter to 30% of your weight. So right. if you're up in the air and you're pulling 100% of your weight for a good portion of an hour and a half, 
It's a lot of time. So long story short, I'm feeling my body. What I experience is that like my tightness, you know, that stuff is just like, I have to maintain the shit out of it. Right. That's kind of what, what I have found. Um, but I'm not feeling my, I, th- I feel like I've been feeling that crappiness for many years though. Okay. Yeah. Like when it comes to like, oh my God, I'm so tight. I'm so tight. I need to figure out how to release this. Yeah. So I think that you don't have to worry about that, Kelly. I mean, we've, we've talked about kind of a, several different things, but I feel like in a lot of ways, they all come together in that this is, this is our friendship weekly, weekly roundup is our friendship and like venting through and talking through the things that are no, it's so on therapeutic our brain, on our brain as moms, as new moms, relationships changing, friendships changing, our bodies changing. In, in no, like I'm, I'm changing and I don't know how I feel about it half the time, but I feel like it's okay. I think it has to be okay. Yeah. At, at the end I mean, of the day, I look at my daughter and she's happy and we're spending time together. I think that's all that really matters because I'm doing the other things too. It's not like, you know, I'm letting anything else really go. I'm still, you know, at it trying to make money. I'm still working out and getting exercise, you know, so it's all okay. Right. right. But yeah, it's super therapeutic for me. I'm really grateful for that. And then also my other podcasts where I'm talking to other women who are going through some major stuff and it's just great to get perspective. You know, I've talked to a lot of women recently about like losing kids at birth, you know? And it's so crazy. We need to link that podcast to Greener Grass too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that too. So that if people want to check it out. Yes. Um, they can absolutely do that. Yeah. And you don't have to be an aerialist. It's, you know, if you're an athletic woman, there's a lot of things that will resonate with you. If you're a woman, period. (laughs) If you're just a woman, because there's so many birth stories and momming stories. And, uh, or if you're, if you like the sound of my voice. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in to Greener Grass. We are so excited because next week we have our friend Rob Kelly back on the pod. Back in episode number 17, he talks about his career in the NFL and his experience with brain injury due to concussions. He is now the proud father of three kids and we do a round robin style podcast where we talk about parenting. It's hilarious. It's deep. It's all the things. I'm so excited for you guys to hear that interview. Thank you so much to Asa Watkins for post-production and thank you for listening to Greener Grass. Mm